We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode 65 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. It's a fireside chat today. Um, I'm only joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is father of three and editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hi, Stephen. Hi, everyone. How are you today? I, I would say I'm okay. Are you okay? I am... Um I am uh, I am very interested in doing freelance writing work for anyone listening. So hit me up on Twitter and let's get to work because yeah. I am very excited to not work in a call center anymore. <laughs> Need I say more? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. There's quite a bit of news uh, that's going on this last week, which is odd for summertime, but it's cool because it gives us something to talk about. Um, so really quickly here. So Nintendo is having a back to school sale and they're marking down the price on lots of games. Uh, and this goes along with the Nintendo select stuff, which they had announced earlier this year, I think earlier this year or last year. Um, yes. so, so lots more uh, games are going to be getting that designation. So you get them at 20 bucks as opposed to their normal price. So those games which is are, sick. yeah, it is. Yeah, we picked up um, Pikmin 3 and Super Mario 3D World as soon as they dropped in price. So, yep. yeah. So the new games, uh, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, Luigi's Mansion, Tomodachi Life, Nintendo Dogs, plus Cats, uh, Lego City Undercover, Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker HD, Nintendo Land, and Lego City Undercover. Both 3D, one 3DS and one Wii U. So, yep. the, yeah. the one on 3DS is the chase, and it's not mm. as good. The one on Wii U is basically GTA with Legos. So (laughs) if you want your kid to have that kind of experience, if you think that they might enjoy it, but you just don't want them to be able to shoot people in the face and like heal by having encounters with hookers, (laughs) you can, you can have them play Lego City Undercover and you'll want to watch them play that because there's callbacks to all manner of stupid. Like, there's Goodfellas references, and, like, if you like crime movies, you will like watching this game, because it was clearly made by fans of, like, The Godfather and Goodfellas and whatever. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so there's some new Amiibo packs and stuff coming, too. We've got the story oh, about that up on Pixelkin. Are you looking forward to one of those Amiibo packs? I am. Um, yeah, the Mario... So, the, the, the big one is... First off, they're only 40 bucks, which I think mm-hmm. is the bigger one, which that makes it a price cut for the Yoshi's Woolly World, mm-hmm. which originally had come and it was like 60 bucks or maybe even more. Um, so a $40 for a Yoshi amiibo, which is adorable. And the Yoshi's Woolly World is a steal. Mario Party 10, uh, with either Peach or Bowser at 40 bucks. I think that's a really good price. Um, this is what I hope. I hope. Because this feels like getting ready for Christmas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is what that that pack just felt like. Oh man, let's let's drop this on sale for twenty nine ninety nine on Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. I hope that the packaging for the Mario Party ones is kind of cool, so yeah. that like you can because they they feel like really good gifts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
for yeah. a for uh, a you know a kid that has a Wii U, um, or for a family that doesn't have a Wii U and it just wants to buy something for themselves. These these games are amazing. I mean, Wind Waker for twenty bucks. I mean, twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah. And Wind Waker HD is insane. It's so beautiful. Cool. Um, so no, this is this is great stuff. Um, you know, I already own the vast majority of those games, mm. so it's kind of like eh? I I don't actually own Lego City Undercover. I rented that. Mm. Um, so I will be buying the hell out of it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, the Yoshi Amiibo part is is cool. I I bought the Yoshi Amiibo even before we had a Wii U because I love Yoshi and it was too, too adorable. Freaking adorable. Yeah. Oh my yes. god, those things are freaking so cute. Can you oh, look at that! Steven? Look at that! It's green. <laughs> Bad radio, but you got the green one. We have the pink yeah. one. Yeah. Um, because it was the only one that was there at the store, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Whatevs, we're doing yeah. this." Yeah. No, I got the green one. I actually bought it um from someplace in Japan over Amazon, which means I paid more for it. But you know, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I, probably not much, right? I mean, it was was it crazy more? No, I don't think so. Probably like so. I don't even remember. But yeah, like for the whole, for the longest time, I was like, yeah, we don't have a Wii U, so I'm not going to get one kind of thing. Like, what's the point? And then, you know, and I'm like, besides that, they're going to be sold out like mad. Like the green ones were going to go really, really fast. So I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with that. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm sure that somebody is selling those in Japan because the game's already out. And yeah, there they were. Duh. <laughs> Well, I mean, but we'll, but I mean, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. Like, you know, but the, the the amiibo craze. I mean, it's settled down a little bit. I think yeah. they settled it themselves by releasing a really crappy Animal Crossing line. Mm. Um, but man, yeah, th- these are great. I mean, even if you don't use them as amiibo, they're really cool collectors' items. Like, I don't think we've ever used our Ryu amiibo like in mm. the game. Yeah, in any game, I don't think. But like, he's Ryu. Um, would you, I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool Ryu figure that you don't have to like import from Japan and pay $300. Right. Um, Would you believe that when you use Ryu in, um, the, so in the new Kirby game, you can feed him amiibo and he takes powers. Okay. Would you believe that Ryu doesn't give him the fighting power? Wow. That feels like a wasted opportunity. He just gives him something random every time. Oh. I'm like, that feels like a waste. There's a karate one, guys. This is yeah. Ryu. Patch it in, okay? Yeah. Just patch it in. <laughs> but so, so you said that's are they are they all random then, or do any of them no, have really specific? Some of them are specific. So, for example, okay. Link gives you the sword one, and Mario okay. gives you fire. Um, so some of them are very specific, but it's a very limited number. It just mm-hmm. feels like Ryu is just one of those ones that should have been just like okay. Because they knew there was going to be a Ryu Amiibo in the middle of this development. They could have put mm-hmm. some code in there. They knew. Yeah. But they opted out, and it just feels like a waste. Yeah. It feels a little... I mean, not like a huge... I mean, it's not like it makes the game suck or anything. It just... I was a little sad. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, other quick news. It was just announced today that Amy Hennig is going to be the keynote speaker at PAX West. I have to remember to call it PAX West and not PAX Prime, because that's what it has been forever. Um, so yeah, that's weird. That, yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess they're trying to, like, not offend the other locations. Make it seem like the Prime one is... But I have no idea this, why they did this. So. This this political correctness is out of control. <laughs> right. 
Um, yes. That was a joke, everybody. That was a joke. Please don't right. hack me, hack me on Twitter. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, so she's going to be keynote speaker. I am super excited about that. I don't think I've ever gone to the keynote address at PAX. So you're going to go to this one? <laughs> Hell yes, I'm going to go to this one. You're going to um, you're gonna try and shove your way to the front with your press credentials? And be like, uh, well, hey. I don't know about that. Like, even if I have to sit in the back, like, whatever. I know what she looks like. I don't need to see her up close. All I need to do is hear her voice and what she has to yeah, say. Yeah, but you could, but you could so. shake her hand, maybe get a signature on some Uncharted swag. Yeah, I guess. Or is that, or is it, ta- here's a question, journalist to journalist. Is it tacky to use your journalist credentials to get close enough to celebrities so you can get signatures? I think it's tacky, but I have known many people who have done that. So, so, do you think it's tacky enough that you wouldn't do it? No, I wouldn't do it. Absolutely oh, not. No. Yeah. Okay, there's only one person on Earth that I would do it for, that I would actually, like, nerd out enough, and that's Miyamoto. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm getting that, like, I am getting that guy to sign my bra if I have to. Spoilers, <laughs> I don't have one. But, like, I'm getting that guy to sign something. I met him at, um, uh, it was Nintendo's party, so it wasn't like absolutely like, oh, I'm press, let me go do this. I'm, you know, it was invite, but it wasn't just press. Um, it, uh, when was that? It was like 2003, I think. E3 2003, maybe 2002. Um, but yeah, the poor man, he's like trying to get some food from the buffet and he's got a line of people <laughs> trying to say hi to him. So yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is Miyamoto. Yeah, I know. He's not I just allowed felt- to eat. I, right, yes. I was one of those people in line, so I can't judge. But, uh, but you know, you basically just get like a handshake, hi, a bow. That's you know, because he doesn't really speak English, so yeah, no, that's he about all you can do. So, uh, all right. So yes, that's Nintendo. Um, oh, and we just started talking about Annie Hedding. We went back to Nintendo, anyhow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm super excited about that PAX keynote. Like I said, I've never gone to the keynote before. At least I don't think I have. And uh, But I'm looking forward to this one. So, other news here. So, people are cheating in Overwatch. Oh, my God. What a surprise. So um, People are cheating at a video game? <laughs> right. Yes. I do not. I refuse to believe that this is even a thing. Yeah. Um, so, apparently, this is uh, it's bas- it's a bug. People are taking advantage of a bug in the new Lucio Ball uh, mode that they uh they started was it last week week before yeah. something like that last Tuesday um, yes and so apparently there's a bug where people can just bring any hero they want into the game and that is not what's supposed to happen so I haven't played this I'm assuming you have Steven what oh kind my of God. difference Lucio does Ball it make is so good right Lucio so- Ball is so good <laughs> so so what difference does it make if there are different heroes in there instead of Lucio um, hugely difference. Um, oh, okay. the big one, yeah, it's it's big because it's balanced based on Lucio's ult, like because Lucio's ultimate actually does something different. Mm. And my guess is that they didn't change the ultimate for anybody else. So, like, if you mm. roll in there as Diva, yeah. um, first off, um, she could just stand there and block her and Reinhardt, right? Like, they're huge. They could just stand there and block half of the goal. Mm. Um, and the ball. Collision physics with you, so that's a problem. Yeah, um, and her ultimate is like her ship blowing up, and mm. I don't know what that would do to the game. I would guess it would crash. I, I honestly have no, I, I don't even know. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's a very big deal. The idea with Lucio Ball is you can play Lucio, but you can't shoot your gun. 
you only have his abilities, so his little knockback thing, um, his ability to get everybody to run faster. Technically, he can heal people, but no one takes damage, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, and his ultimate pulls the ball in the direction of him to the point where if you use it and then sidestep it, you can actually kind of no-look shoot it behind yourself, which is mm. my son's number one tactic. Ever since he figured out you could do that, he averages one goal a game because he mm. just waits like a, like one of them trap door spiders and the ball gets near it and he's just like, Boop, and then moves out of the way. And, um, and that's it. And there's literally, there really isn't much of a way to stop it. Mm. You know, I mean, you have to like be really fast, but I mean, he launches his ultimate pretty quick. So no, this is a significant deal. It was okay. not coded to have other people in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, cause they took away his gun. I mean, what about guys that have melee attacks? You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Like they don't, they're not limited in any way. Yeah, so uh, Blizzard says that they are hoping to fix it this week, and they are, are urging people, this is quote from them, please do not exploit this bug, fair warning. And they have been really on the ball with banning people from this game that are cheating, so... Yeah, they're not going to screw around on this one. That's a, it's They don't want to ruin the experience. This is a really cool thing that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did yeah. it on like a short time span too. You know, I mean, this is yeah. So no, they they they're everybody who cheats on this should be punished. Mm. Sorry if you're one of the people that's doing that and you're listening. I think you <laughs> should. I think you should be punished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about another Blizzard game here now. I think this is probably going to be a bigger discussion than some of the other ones. So. Uh, Blizzard has revealed all of the cards that will be coming in the new Hearthstone uh, single-player expansion that is starting this week. By the time you listen to this, it will be the first w- the first wing will be live. But people are fl- freaking out about one card in particular, and it's a new priest card called Purify, and it's a common card. But its little its deal is that you silence a friendly minion and draw a card, and people are saying this is stupid. Priest is already really weak. Why are you wasting a card slot for this other stupid card? So, um. That's a very good point. <laughs> is it a, is it a good point, Stephen? I wanted to yes. ask you this. It is in okay. fact a good, it is in fact a good point, I think. So, I mean, this is one of those things. Hearthstone's gonna have to get, like, Blizzard does, hasn't made many sets, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is one of those things where, um, they they just don't have as much experience as other card companies do. I mean, when we're talking yeah. about you know Wizards of the Coast and you know the com- you know the company that makes Pokemon, like yeah. when you add a new set of cards to the meta game, you have to expect that you're going to change the meta in some way, and mm. players expect that the meta will be shifted, and they expect that every card will at least have a place. Um, mm. Some cards are not going to be like tier one, godlike, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if cards are objectively bad in a small set, mm. um, it, they get a lot more attention. I mean, it, it, Blizzard puts out sets that have 200 and something plus cards, and mm. they have set, put out small expansions that are like 100 and something. If a card is just objectively bad, and it's in a, you know, it, it, it's going to draw attention from players, and they're really going to get upset about it. Um, now, normally, Magic players would get upset if that was taking up a rare slot. Mm. And the reason for that is because of there's only so many rares that are being released in the set, and in Standard, that's a thing. That's like a card that exists that 
you don't they, they could have made something better mm. um it's the opposite in um the uh in hearthstone because people are mostly concerned about it for limited um mm. the arena runs um and part of that's because when you know in when you're drafting basically you're picking one of three cards instead of one of 15 mm-hmm. um so there are times where you're basically only drawing two cards because this card is objectively bad. So, no, I, I think that it's a legitimate concern. How about this, though? Blizzard doesn't have to reprint anything. They could just make it cost zero. Yeah. They yeah. could literally just make it cost zero, and then we're all good. Because then it's then it's just a cantrip. You know, I, I do yeah. nothing. I, get a, I replace myself. And there are some edge case situations where silencing one of my own minions would be okay. Or I might not care if I'm silencing a vanilla 2-1, you know? Right. Or if I'm silencing a critter that had a battle cry effect. It already did its work. I don't care if I silence it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they could fix it. The fact that they haven't... The fact that their answer... Because they responded. Did you see the response? Yeah, I was just going to bring up that a little oh, bit. Okay. But you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, he said that he just wanted to have, they wanted to have cards for people that, who wanted to challenge themselves. And homie, homie, that's like, <laughs> get a PR guy. Like, there, there are plenty that are out of work, I'm sure. Go get somebody better because that's, that is a nonsense response. Um, you, no one is building constructed debt. Like, there isn't like this big casual scene in, um, Hearthstone, right? Like, it's not like with magic cards. You just, you know, like, in, when you play a magic, this is not- Like, you're talking, like, what is it? Two, I can't, I can never remember if it's two million or 20 million, but I could guarantee you that some of those players are casual. I was very much casual. I didn't give a crap about ranked play until they started giving rewards for it. Yeah, but, but, but by casual, did you mean, like, you built crappy decks just because you wanted to build crappy decks? Yeah. That's what I... Okay. Like, just deliberately chose bad cards because you liked well, the art or whatever. I did... Like, that's... Well... That, like, that's I, that's I, what I, I define a casual... Like, when we're talking about, like, casual... Yeah. I don't mean, like, not free-to-players in Hearthstone. That's not what I mean. I mean people who, in Magic, will say, I'm going to make a deck with all monkeys in it. <laughs> Only monkeys. I'm going to make a monkey deck. And then they do. They literally... they. They, they make cards and they go through and they make a deck, 60 cards, all monkeys. And then that, that deck is terrible. It's objectively bad, but they play it because they, that's kitchen table magic. There is not really that scene. I mean, there is, I'm sure, but not, I mean, but th- that card is not flavorful. You know, it's not bad in a flavorful way. You're not like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't buy that response. I think they, I think. One of two things happened. It was meant to interact. It was created in the beginning to interact with either a cycle of creatures or something else that was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And that other thing got pulled out and they didn't edit that card. There was supposed to be an advantage to a priest silencing their own thing. That's why it costs two mana right now. And mm-hmm. they're, and they're, they don't want to say, Oh, well, we had an idea, but we pushed it back because it's probably in the next expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, like just. You know, they, uh, that's what my guess is, that they're playtesting future future, yeah. and that this is there, and maybe it'll be rad in the future. But I... Yeah. Yeah. I, I've talked too well, much, I'm sorry. 
No, that's fine. I mean, one thing that I I lo- loved that he said was that, you know, the like <clears throat> the really serious players are freaking out and everything, but it's sort of, but he said basically, you know, you're not the only people that we are making a game for. And I really like that he said that. Um, because like I said, you know, when I first started playing, I didn't give a crap about ranked. I just put together decks on my own. Um, just because, you know, I was just having fun. I was just working towards getting gold. I lost a lot, but you know, I won some here and there. And, you know, sometimes it's fun just to have a certain card in. Like I still play, um, the Murloc Paladin deck because I can, I can put the, the tiny, the tiny Finn Murloc in there. Cause it's adorable and it doesn't make sense to put in any other deck. So anyhow. I, I, I mean, that was a good comment. I mean, there were parts that you're right. There were parts of it that were good. However, I think that he could have accomplished more by, you know, yeah, I, I just, I, I think there were some weak spots. That's all. I, I mean, I, it's a, it's just a card. It's 145th of this expansion. And really, when you're buying these single player experiences, you're not buying the cards. You're yeah. buying. The experience of playing through the, the, and this is the first time I've, one has come out while I've been playing. So I'm actually super yeah. excited downloading it as we speak. Um, I think it is, um, you know, I think that th- people are missing the important part that these are single player. This is a single player campaign for your mm-hmm. multiplayer card game. So yeah. shut up. You get bonus cards and this is <laughs> 145th of those cards and many of them are absolutely sick to death. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like, look at the full list. Did you yo, look at the full list? I did, and it's yeah. format. There, there are some format defining cards. I think that it's going to be. This is going to be very exciting for the next two years. There's a handful of these cards that are just going to be dominant. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know if the legendaries are really going to kind of. I don't know if if the, this particular crop of legendaries is really going to carry it through. Um, mm. and be like, you know. It's not like you're, it's not like, you know, um, you know, Leroy Jenkins or, you know, some of the other like real or, you know, Cthune and, you know, all these guys. Yeah. It's not going to be like the Elder Gods, like mm. Yog Saran and Cthune, which are like format defining guys. I yeah. think they're going to be cool. Maybe I'm missing a, I don't know all the connections and com- wombo combos. You know <laughs> what I mean? But they, but who knows? But some of these cards yeah. are good. There's a, there's a one cast and cost two, two beast. Mm. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> like, that's simple. Like, this is one of those things where, like, that's simple. But mm-hmm. if you, like, that's a, that's a two of, you yeah. know, like, that's, that's a two of. Maybe that's your third one. Maybe that's like, if that's not a, a two of, maybe it's your fifth one drop if you're playing Face Hunter. If you're mm-hmm. not, you know, so it's, I think, I think it will be, these are format defining. Medivh is, is pretty rad. Or not Medivh. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is Medivh. I don't know. There's a dude who <laughs> who uh, summons the staff if you uh, bring him into play. I, uh-huh. I think it's great. I think it's fun, and I can't wait to actually play the single player campaigns. I've never gotten to do one before. Like yeah. I missed out on Explorers, and I missed out on Karazhan. I mean, I wrote. I had someone writing about Karazhan, so I kind of like Karazhan you know, like, is this one. I don't know which one not you're Karazhan. talking about. Next Ramus is what I mean. Next Ramus. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. I just wanted to know which one you were actually talking about because they've been pretty different. Um, uh, so yeah, That's fair. so That's fair. what do you guys think? Send an email to hello at pigskin.org. Again, once you listen to this, the, the, at least the first wing of the new expansion will be out. So 
So I'm I'm interested to see what it what it is in there too. Um, you know the, uh, the another good point that he made in his uh in his uh response. Uh, this is um Ben Brode. I think it's Brode, Brode or Brody. You can find his response lots of places. I'm looking at it on Polygon right now. But he made the comment that like with all of these single player games, you've gotten some really good cards, and then you've gotten some. Eh, you know, whatever. No one's really going to use them cards. So so this could fall into that category. But Probably will. I, I think this one is just an issue that a lot of people like like the idea of playing Priest and mm. because they like what it should be able to do. And mm. this is not helping the cause at all, but I think people will get over it. Or, yeah. Or they're going to have to. Priest, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. But I barely have ever played Priest. I definitely haven't been playing Priest at all lately. Have you been playing Priest at all, Stephen? No. Um, I'm in a weird place where I actually deleted all of my old decks. Um, and started over. I'm because I realized that there were a number of, um, you know, like there were a lot of classic cards that I just didn't have because I've been so busy. Because mm. I started playing when there was a brand new expansion. Like I started playing the day. Uh, the old gods came out, so there were like mm. I realized I didn't have um, knife jugglers, mm. um, I didn't have Azure Drakes. Mm. Like these are cards that were like appearing in every deck list. I was like, how is yeah. this? This is a classic card, and I don't have it. So what I am doing now is I'm not playing ranked. I know everybody says there's no reason not to play ranked as long as you get to level twenty, whatever. I'm already there. Um, what I am doing is I am just grinding. I made a face hunter deck and I, I made like a bunch of little ones and mm-hmm. I am just playing casual, grinding it out, doing my quests, playing scrubs in casual. Because mm-hmm. I win more frequently and now I'm trying to finish my collection of classic just to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. because I feel like I can't build anything because I'm missing like all the really good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, I haven't played Priest. I don't know. The only time I ever have done Priest is when I have a quest for it, and that doesn't happen very often. Cause if I, That's if what Tavern priest, Brawls are for. I know, exactly. <laughs> that, too. Um, but if a Priest quest comes out, I almost automatically re-roll it right away. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. I will be playing Priest eventually once I have my Gold Paladin and my Gold Shaman. I don't know if Priest will be the next one after that that I'm going to, but you know, I want to get gold heroes for all of them, so I'll have to do it eventually. So eventually have, you're going to have to play Priest. Eventually, yes. Um, it might be the last one, actually. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if this is just, you know, survey of one or whatever, but I definitely have seen I'm coming up against a lot less Priests than normal lately. Because yeah, so, people aren't playing them. Yeah. This is garbage. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to bring that scrub stuff into them into ranked. I mean, you're highly yeah. ranked, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, what are you? Um, what, define the, what what rank are you? Uh, right now, I am 17. The highest I have ever gotten is 13. Okay, well, you're not a scrub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm never watching you again, by the way, because every time I log into one of your games. <laughs> You're getting slaughtered, or I cause you to lose. <laughs> no. So I'm never going to do that again. I feel very guilty. Yeah, I had just been about ready to concede that game too when you popped in. I'm like, God. And I was like, I, like I opened it, and I was like, what? I know exactly. Uh, anyhow, I actually no, woke I- my wife up 
because I was because I was lying down and my wife was asleep and I logged into that game and I was like, "Holy crap!" And my wife was like, "What? What's going on?" I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just watching. I'm just watching a girl play Hearthstone. It's weird, but go to sleep." Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't mind you watching me though because the one time you did watch me was that time I had that epic win. So I, I think did. you were probably that was not the one time. I've watched right. several times. That was a good one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so uh so yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I don't think I've ever seen the community so upset about a card before it's even released. I don't think I've yep. seen that. So welcome anyhow. to well, welcome to the club. You are uh, I ra- I raise a drink to you. This is normal this is normal stuff for men. Yeah. They'll mm. they'll they will they do spoiler season. Um, we're actually a month out from spoiler season from the next match at the gathering set. And it invariably they will spoil, and it's a large set too. So we're talking like 230 something cards. Mm-hmm. So they always spoil the big mechanics on the first Monday. And then like Tuesday is a very competitive card. And then eventually they get to the casual guy who like mm-hmm. shows off one that's like cool for kitchen table magic and the competitive players crap on it for a month. And they're yeah. like, it's like the equivalent of downvoting the Ghostbusters trailer. It's like, guys, this is not made for you. Like, this yeah. is, this is made for like the nine year old that wants to play with like the, the wacky stuff. Yeah. Like kangaroo ninjas. Like, just relax. Just, <laughs> just relax. So no, this is, this, when I heard, when I saw the news, I was like, oh, Hearthstone is a card game. <laughs> welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the family, Hearthstone. You're fighting about card design. Yeah. Also, everyone's a game designer. I mean, you know that. Everyone. Yeah, right. Just because you're good at a game, it makes you a, a game designer. Yeah, or a games journalist. Or Both well, that's that's that goes because anybody can be a games journalist. You, I mean, a moldy sack of potatoes could be a games journalist, right? I okay, mean, I guess I meant a good one. A good oh, I was one. being I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I mean, there are people that basically are that that are trying to be games journalists and have you know a at least a little bit of success and it just is amazing to me stop but. saying don't say stuff like that about me <laughs> oh you're not talking you. about me oh, oh you're talking no. about somebody else oh, okay. no i mean you know what i've been in this industry for a long time and even when i'm not working on the press side well actually i knew more about the uh all the people at different outlets when i was working on the pr side because i had to pitch them and some of those guys man ugh, i don't know <laughs> Not gonna drop any names, but wow, can, that's all can I have you, to say. Can you, dro- can you drop names for me afterwards? Can you tell me the scoop? Uh, no. Honestly, oh, I don't. Wow, wow, <laughs> that cuts Honestly, deep. honestly, I don't think I remember specific names, and they're probably people that aren't around anymore. Or if they're around, they have transferred to the PR business themselves, which is typically what happens when games journalists feel like they for, don't want to be journalists they, anymore. When they peter out. Or I mean, yeah. or you go work and make a Star Wars game like uh, Mitch Dyer did. Move yeah. back to Canada and um, move back to Canada and make Star Wars. I think he's probably, arguably, the best person that I can think of to move back to Canada and make a Star Wars game, being that he is Canadian and loves Star Wars. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah, I'm interested too how that how that all is going to work out. Very, very few games journalists cut it in actual game development positions that aren't PR or marketing. Yeah, because so, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. But some of them do it. Adam, like Adam Biesner from Games, uh, 
from uh, Game Informer, moved over to Paradox, and I mean, and he's been killing it over there, helping design. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many games have they put out since he got over there? Like three, no yeah, three maybe. I mean, but Paradox just turns out uh, f- like grand strategy games, like you and I churn out E three content. They just like just <laughs> it just happens. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, lots of my experience have been like, I want to go be a game designer. And then six months later, they're like, that was really hard. I'm coming back to write about games again. So, I mean, I think it's useful experience. It is. It definitely is. I mean, I wrote uh, a design document once. <laughs> once. And then I gave up. I was like, no, nope, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, one of the things I did... Um, I mean, my title was PR and marketing, but I did lots of internal communication stuff too, which involved uh, either writing, well, not writing, writing, but taking a bullet list of stuff and turning that into a game design document or just editing the game design documents. So I've got some experience with that too. It's not fun. No, I'll bet. No. Sometimes so. it was it was really funny reading them from certain people because they just... Are funny, <laughs> Chris Charla, Chris Charla, and Mike Micah. They're funny. So anyhow, all right, we're getting off topic here. Uh, we so. always get we always get off topic. That means we're doing an episode of Gaming with the Moms. <laughs> right. Um, so the Sony is going to be holding an event on September seventh at three p.m. I'm assuming it's Eastern time. The PlayStation Theater in New York, and seems to be that this will be where they are unveiling the new PS4. Hooray! Did you guys get an invite yet? No, I, I didn't. didn't. And it doesn't matter to me because I'm not going to go to New York anyhow. Uh, and I mean, they're going to live stream it, so there's no reason, you know, to go to New York. Uh, well, I mean, other than going to New York because it's New York. But anyhow. That would be so, a long yeah. trip for you. Yes, it would be. Yes. So September 7th, 3. Uh, again, this is the whole Neo thing that, uh, that we've been waiting for the full details on. Um, <laughs> uh, what just happened there? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. No one's crying. Okay. <laughs> My wife's up there. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to leave this in, by the way. Something very loud happened above Steven's head just now. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not in a soundproof <laughs> recording studio. So, like, this is this is live and as it happens. Um, but my wife is up there. There are no children wandering free. There's no Lord of the Fro- Flies action. I think someone just fell. And, it, ah. and there was no crying, mm. which means that nothing was spilled and nothing was broken. <laughs> Right. So, I call that a win. Yes, <laughs> I would too. Um, so yes, that's that's the only thing we've got about this PlayStation meeting. So I can't imagine they would be having anything else, having this huge meeting for anything else except for to unveil the new PS4. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, I mean that, that's so, absolutely a thing. Yeah, can't and wait to might, see what they do. Yeah, they're, but they might, uh, you know, give some more details and announce more stuff for PlayStation VR as well. I expect that to be in every single event that they have until it comes out. So And every single event thereafter because they <laughs> spent a lot of dollars and they need yeah. a lot of people to buy it. Yeah. All right. We are getting through the news really fast here. 
So did you, did you did you get my did did you see the thing I sent you about that crazy JRPG? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. When did you send it? I I replied to your email. Oh, I didn't. Okay, get so it. this is super inside baseball, everybody. But here's what happens: <laughs> uh, usually on Wednesday at like three Eastern Standard Time, I get an email from Nicole that's like, "Here are all the topics that we're going to talk about today." And Steve, if I forgot anything about a stupid Japanese role playing game. Um, just, just bring it to the, just bring it to the show because legit, I, I, I don't care. And then I was like, okay. And so I replied to her. Now let me go into my draft because this is important because I, because I sent you an email about a very super duper real game. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's, I, I sent to you and I did, I sent it at 2.46 PM. Maybe it didn't go okay. through. I said, we definitely need to talk about the DLC for Hyper Jupiter Slipstream Techno Rapier 2. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, wow. is a super real, absolutely happening role playing game. It's actually not. So I made it all up. I made it all up, but I was supposed, I, that's why you didn't send back like an LOL or, Call me a bad name for being so dumb and wasting your yeah, time on no, that. No, no, I never got it. I also never got that uh, Final Fantasy 15 pre-review that was just this game is awesome. I, I never got that either. So, well, the, see, the thing is, I didn't actually send that one. Oh, that one I told okay. you I I suggested that I would send you a Final Fantasy pre-review, and not even a pre-review, a legitimate review that was just me saying this game is incredibly amazing. A hundred times, thus equating to my 500 word count requirement. <laughs> um, and, you know, it would be, you know, ethical. So I never yes. actually sent that. Um, I mean, if you want me to, I could, but it, it defeats the bit, I think. Right. Yeah. Because you know it's a joke. Right. And you know it's coming. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see here. But they I'm did a announce new Pokemans. I know. I just saw that. The Sandman, the sand, there's a Sandcastle Pokemans. Oh, wow. And I say Pokemans in a totally ironic, by the way, by the way, <laughs> it's mainly just to make my 10 year old really mad. Cause when <laughs> I call him Pokemans, he gets really, really pissed. It's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So I really, I troll my kids. Um, yeah, there's a Sandcastle. I don't think wow. it's n- the name is the thing. It's a ghost ground type. Mm. Um, which is kind of creepy, actually, cause that means it's a haunted sandcastle. Mm. So it's de-evolved form is just a little pile of sand with a with like a shovel stuck in the top of it, and the evolved form is legit a haunted sandcastle with like eyes in the windows and <laughs> looks like something out of Ghostbuster, like the real Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? The yeah. animated series. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Well, you and I led very different childhoods. I've encountered. <laughs> um. So I don't know what you know. So. Um, but man, how cool is it? Does I mean, it's so you can see it. It's on. I mean, by the time this gets posted, every go to a video game site, and there will be pictures of this thing. It's a scan from a magazine in Japan. Yeah, it's just, it's a haunted sandcastle. Do you think kids are going to be creeped out once they realize what that is? Mm, probably not. Probably least, not. No, probably not. Like maybe young young kids, but. You know, if they're really into Pokemon, I don't think it really matters what they look like. But if they're like a young, young kid, they're going to think, oh, cool, it's a Sandcastle Pokemon. They won't like, like draw the conclusion that if it is a ghost type, that means it is a haunted 
thing. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no, no. When you draw the make- flavor, yeah, I'm I'm an extra they're nerd not- like that. Yeah, they're not going to make that connection, I don't think. Um, but again, I'm looking at the Polygon article. This is actually kind of fun. There's one called Wishy Washy, <laughs> which is a crying fish, and then its evolved form looks like a shark. It's just pretty cool. But if you look at the shark, though, it's actually a bunch of little ones. Yes. Put together, which makes it really kind of creepy. They also announced <laughs> multi- some new Alola forms, um, uh-huh. which are specifically located um, at, you know, in the their older Pokemon, Gen 1 specifically, that are in mm. the Alola region. So, in the Alola region, rather. And uh, there's new ones for Marowak and um, uh, Meowth. Um, the Alola form Meowth is a dark type Pokemon, which is really interesting. Um, mm. and Marowak is ghost fire type, which is really, I mean, I think this is neat. It's a great way to capitalize on the original Pokemon, um, mm. and make things interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's all I have to say about it. Pokemon cool. Yeah. I'm not going to, pl- <laughs> you're not going to play. That's fine. I got it for you. Yeah. Okay. I got you. We got you yeah. fully taken care of. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Go is about as far as I'm. I'm gonna go. Anna still likes to play that, so I am so taking a break. Still, you're taking. I have a to break. take a break. I had to. I had to because, uh, like, the, the, until they fix the, um, like, really, until they fix the, uh, like the the nearby stuff, it's just mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't convince myself to do it. You know, mm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. When I'm out, and it's what's the funny thing is we were at uh, where were we at? Uh, my mom's club group does a every does an event every Thursday morning during the summer. We just go to different parks. So we were at uh, a park, and one of my mom's friends who plays it, she's like, "There's three stops right around here. We got a lure going on all of them." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I could just sit there. And, you know, work my way around the three stops and catch some Pokemon in between, and it was all good. Uh, yes, yeah, so I don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, if I am repeating myself, I apologize, and I can cut it out later. But, so there was a bug that was making catching Pokemon a lot more difficult and making them burst out of their balls a lot more difficult, like that would happen more often. Thank God that was a bug, because when that first started happening to me, I, my cynical self was like, oh, this is how they're going to make you buy more Pokeballs. And I was totally convinced that that was a, a monetization thing. But it turns out it was a bug, which makes me very happy. And it's fixed now. I haven't had any problems. And I knew that there was something wrong before, because I had a Pidgey burst out of its ball four times. A Pidgey, like really, seriously, four times. But anyhow. Pidgeys are beast, man. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's fixed now. Is if you were encountering that, I don't think I've had a Pokemon burst out of the ball at all. Uh, yeah. So let's see. There's not a lot of news. This is. We are definitely in a summer slump. There's not a lot of news going on. So. It's true. It's true. What's yeah. that? So the the like a lot of the news that I, I have had to re- like. The, the there was the the Metroid Two remake the fan mm-hmm. the Metroid Two fan remake that was up I downloaded it by the way so I actually have it um mm-hmm. but but I downloaded it and was late to work by a couple of minutes and I'm glad I did because by the time I got to work 
like in the time of my commute, Nintendo had already nuked it out of orbit. There were yeah. the Nintendo powers that were on archive.org. Nintendo took those down. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a thing. I mean, it's like, there's not a lot of news. Like, and it's, a lot of it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. This is, I'm pulling more from Polygon. Polygon is my go-to site for news. So apparently there's going to be a Meat is Murder game put out by the Smiths and PETA. Meat is Murder. You know the song, Meat is Murder, the Smiths? Kind (sighs) of. Oh, Steven. (sighs) Anyhow. What? I don't... (laughs) What? Is there this this music thing? Are they a band? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh... My husband's going to have a wonderful time listening to this one. That's all I have to say. Um, but yeah, so there's a song called Meat is Murder. Uh, Morrissey, who is frontman of the Smiths, is very, very well known for being a vegetarian. So it doesn't really surprise me at all. I just think it's kind of funny. So, um, so yeah. They're going to make, him, they're gonna they're make gonna, a Meat is Murder game. <laughs> I guess. So I, I think, if I, if I may... Yes, go ahead. So, one thing that folks may have seen, depending on what corner of the nerd forest they venture into on Facebook, they may have seen a, um, there's, it's the Oregon Trail card game. Have you mm. heard of this? I have not, no. So, it's a Target exclusive, and it is a cooperative card game based on the Oregon Trail, which is a game that many of us have, like, played when we were in sc- grade school, it was like the first video game that we were really encouraged to play in school. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, we have played it. We will have a review up on it, uh, probably tomorrow on engagefamilygaming.com. And I know we don't normally talk about board games, but this is one that is super intersectional, right? Because it covers, cause it's a, it's something that we all remember. It, mm-hmm. I feel that it act, that it does in fact accurately just like kind of it, maybe. In, not recreate because it can't, but it really does feel like you're playing uh, Oregon Trail in as much mm-hmm. as you can while you're sitting around playing cards. Um, mm-hmm. It's also twelve dollars, so That's not bad. Um, if you have a target near you and you have any desire to play a card game, and it and you're not already like playing Cards Against Humanity every weekend or something. Awful like that. Um, I highly recommend this because it's twelve dollars. Um, and it's super cool. And even if you only play it once, that's a movie ticket and a popcorn. Probably yeah. even less than that. So, um, that's something that I wanted to throw out there. I know it's not necessarily on topic for this podcast, but um, that's fine. I think that it's one of those things. It's a Target exclusive. They have tons of them. Um, mm-hmm. we got it the day it came out. And, cool. um, we've played, you know, my wife has played it with the kids a couple of times. Like I said, we're going to have a review tomorrow, but we're all very happy with it. And at $12, cool. you don't have to be super excited about a board game mm-hmm. to make it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I heard you say some referring to cards of humanity as something horrible. Is that, do you mean horrible as in it's a bad game or horrible in that it's uh, not safe for kids? Do you want, I mean, do you, I want, do you want me, I want you want me to do this? Yes. You want me to do yes. this? Um, yes, go. It's definitely not safe for children. It's not intended to be. Right. This is a game yeah. that, no, no, no. What I mean is objectively a terrible board game. <laughs> um, so shots fired. Now I'll say this. 
if you enjoy it and it, and it and it makes you happy, then by all means, play it with your friends, whatever. Um, it is objectively a bad game, and it's not. I don't think it's meant to be a good game. Those guys don't care. Mm. You know, I love the company. I think they're cool. They do a lot of great things. They raise a lot of money. They take they're a great place to work. Awesome. The game itself is objectively bad. Um, it, it, and largely for me. Um, I also struggle with any game that is, I'm the judge, you guys have to do the stuff, and then I decide who's the funniest, and then we use some arbitrary way to figure out who won after, like, come on, guys. Like, it's just, it, like, you play one, you play them all. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is, um, Cards Against Humanity is just designed to give people the opportunity to say and, and, and create things that they would never ever say in real life um but i mean you play apples to apples it's not like that game doesn't get di- get dirty when you're on just yeah. as parent when you're just adults you know yeah. um so no i i i despise that game um like to the very core of my being and it's not just because it's inappropriate for children because i there's plenty of things that i really love that are just not good for kids um but that game is objectively bad. If you'd like to argue with me about that, uh, you can tweet at me. That's at EF Gaming. Um, be ready to bring it if you're going to tell me that game is not objectively bad. Because we can, I, I'll I'll throw down with anybody. I'll throw down with the people who make that game. I don't think they care. <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the whole thing about it. I don't think they're trying to make a good game. They're trying to make Cards Against Humanity. That's a different thing. It's its own genre. Mm. You know, like it is. Yeah. And there's so many, and for me, the big struggle I have with it is how many imitators there are. It's like Farmville. It's like, yeah. you know, Farmville was great. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. When the year Farmville came out, I had my own little private non-engaged family gaming blog. Farmville was my game of the year mm. because it impacted the world in such a crazy way. Yeah. Um, but then all the clones and like, I'm just like, Ugh, these things, it, it, same thing with cards. Everybody in the board game space now has a, is chasing that cards against humanity thing they made a they made a dirty version of code names okay check check games made a dirty version of code names called code names deep undercover (laughs) yeah that's not a double entendre or two (laughs) um and game right game right of all people that like the family gamiest of all game people put out a game that when i had my appointment with them at new york toy fair was like well Cards Against Humanity really blew up this specific market, and we we kind of felt like we needed to tap into it. And I'm like, are you serious? Game <laughs> rights doing this? You guys are supposed to make games like drafting games about sushi, not. Uh, uh. Although, admittedly, the one from the, the admittedly the one from Game Right, I actually kind of dig. It's called uh, Bring Your Own Book, and instead of cards, you actually have to go get a book from your house, and you have nice. to find a passage from within the book. Um, it can be played with instruction manuals. It can be played because everything is funny out of context, right? Yeah. Um. So I played it uh, with Dungeons and Dragons books. Let me tell you, kind of funny. But you know what? I played it once, and I never wanted to play it again because it's one of those things. So there you go. That's my uh, yes. That's my rant on how badly I hate Cards Against Humanity. Have you ever played? I have played Be careful, once. I will judge you. Okay. <laughs> I have played once and probably will probably play again with a group of my mom's friends. And you know Wait, what? We you don't played get to... car- Wait, hold on. You played Card Against Humanity with your mom? Mom's friends. No, oh, as in mom, my, my mom friends, friends who are also moms. Oh, yes. 
Okay, <laughs> not mom possessive, like your no. mother's friends. No, no, your mom plural friends, like your yes. friends who happen to be moms. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, very different. Very yes, different. Very different. Yes. Very different. Um, my wife has actually played Cards Against Humanity with my mother. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> some of the things that came, like I was scarred. Because I was in the room, I didn't want to play. I I was playing Call of Duty just so I could review it for EFG. They uh, yeah. did their thing. Wow. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, I, I can imagine so. But I have fun with it. You know, I don't play a ton of board games or card games. I'm like, it's fun, you know, whatever. I'm I'm much more critical of video games because I know that space better. So That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. The 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 board game space is I lean into both worlds, so I don't yeah. want to pretend like I'm an expert because I'm definitely not. There are people that know way more than me. But I, I know enough to be able to definitively say that cards versus humanity is hot garbage. I'm I'm happy that it exists. I'm happy that it makes lots of people happy, and they do a lot of charity work. And I yeah. buy the, and I lit, I actually I'll be honest. I buy their holiday gift thing every year. Mm. I don't even play the game. I give it to my wife because she likes looking at the stuff. I we bought the bigger blacker box. You know I you know whatever. I support them. I just think their game is hot garbage. And the good news is no one for them is no one cares about my opinion. So. <laughs> In regards to not, you know, they just assume that I don't like it because it's not for kids. Yeah. Um, but talking into like everybody making clones of stuff, I mean, we're seeing that in video games now too, where we talk about Farmville, but now the collectible card game, the digital collectible card game has fallen into that category. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. And want that Hearthstone uh, money. Right, exactly. Um, and then I think it's, I think it's settling down. A little bit, but uh, the MOBA cat- category. There's so many freaking MOBAs in the past year. Um, but I haven't heard of any new ones coming anytime soon. No, so. I think they're done. I think they're yeah. done. How about that international happening right now, by the way? Are you watching? Oh, right. No, I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> I have a four-year-old. I just, <laughs> that's my excuse for everything. No, I, I knew that it was going on. Uh, I don't well, really... It's like down the road from you, isn't it? Oh, it's an... I think it's in downtown Seattle. That's not exactly down the road, but I get you know oh. close enough. Close I live enough. in I live in Connecticut. Everything's down the road from me. <laughs> right. I'm pretty yeah. sure the city of Seattle is as big as Connecticut. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, Seattle's not that big of a city. But anyhow, um, no, I have not been watching it. I don't enjoy watching mobas because I don't like playing them. Like I would enjoy watching a game that I that I also play. Like I enjoyed watching Hearthstone at PAX last year. So, anyhow, um, I appreciate watching. See, I feel the different way. I actually like watching MOBAs because I don't understand what's <laughs> okay. happening. Like, it's so arcane to me that mm-hmm. I like. I want to know, and so mm-hmm. it like draws me in. Now I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong, but man, I, but I. With that said, I really only watch like towards the end. Like I don't watch pool play and like all the mm. stuff they're doing. Like I, I just don't. But when it gets towards the end, oh boy! Do you know if Linda's going this year again? Or I don't she know. Not- I, th- I think she said that she's on a boating trip with her husband. Oh, that's right. I think that's that's what she told us last. They're week, doing. So. She's doing a thing. That's like why she's yeah. not going to BlizzCon because she's going to be in London for her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a hater. I'll tell you what. I'm a hater. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although, you know, the boat trip is not all that fabulous for her because she suffers from motion sickness the same way that I do. So, uh, Then yeah. why is she getting on a boat? Because she promised her husband and he likes to, he has a boat and he likes to sail or something. I don't know. But anyhow, that's what she said last week. So she's probably on a boat, hopefully not sick. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's move into what we've been playing. Steven, what have you been playing? Can I be honest with you? Yeah, go ahead. I haven't turned on a video game since last Wednesday. Wow. The Olympics. Wait a a second. No, you were in Hearthstone. Oh, Hearthstone. Okay, I mean, I haven't turned (laughs) on a non-Hearthstone video game. Okay. Hearthstone Uh, doesn't really count at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's now just a part of my regular, like, day. Oh, okay. You know, like, I haven't played, you know, I haven't turned on the Wii U or the Xbox Anything like that. Um, I I did just get a Kickstarter reward for a game that I backed back in, get, get this, July of 2013. <laughs> they just finished the game. It was supposed to come out in January of 2014. I had given up on my 10 bucks. Yeah. And I got my copy of it today. Wow. And so when we are done, I am probably going to knock that out. It is called The Girl and the Robot. Okay. Um, and essentially, if I remember the pitch from before, it's a very atmospheric game where you play a girl and a robot. <laughs> and, um, you have to explore this environment and the, the robot can like pick you up and, you know, do sorts of all sorts of stuff. Do you remember there was a game last gen that was like a little kid and like this big hulking like monster that you could control both characters or whatever. It's, it felt like that to me. I don't know the name of the game. So that really isn't really helping anybody, but yeah. Um, it looked cool, very pretty art. And it was, mm. I backed it in 2013 <laughs> and I got my code today. And I was like, I was wow. actually hoping that I'd be able to install it and play it before, uh, now so that I could actually say like, Hey, I, I did, I got a thing, but, um, it didn't download fast enough because apparently it's big. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Those those games, they're they're big these days. Um <laughs> speaking of big download, oh my god. So I downloaded and started playing this morning No Man's Sky. It is pretty cool. It took three hours to download. So oh, I because you're da- all digital. Yeah. You're one of them you're one of them crazy people that downloaded eight trillion planets digitally yes, exactly yeah so it was three hour download i started it going last night before i went to bed just to make sure it was done today so that i could play i played for probably about two and a half hours i left the original planet i'm not sure if everybody gets the same starter planet or not but i imagine they at least have the same starter quest the starter quest is basically your ship is broken you need to go find stuff to fix the ship and then you can leave and so okay. I, I got off the starter planet and I flew to another planet. I had just encountered my first intelligent life right as, right as my phone alarm, right as my phone alarm went off and said it was five till three and I need to go play the, co- record the podcast. I'm like, what? So anyhow, so it's, it's sitting on downstairs on my PlayStation 4, this conversation that I'm trying to have. With this alien of whom we only share certain words in common. Because that's one of the cool things that I did on my starter planet is you find these little, they're called like thought stones, and you will learn a word in another language. So I learned like three words on the starter planet, and I went to this other planet, and those apparently translate because this this alien life form is speaking that language. So um, 
But yeah, the first the first word I learned from those things was interloper. And I'm like, that's not a word I want to know. Like, seriously? <laughs> Why am I going to tell an alien species that I'm an interloper? No, not going to happen. Anyhow. Uh, well, but I mean, cool. I think you could use that in interesting ways if they gave you free will. If they gave you yeah. the ability to use to be as creative as possible, knowing that one word, mm. you could use, like, if you were you, you could use yeah. context and make use of that. Mm. But yes. probably not in this video game. Because as broad as the scope is, I don't think they're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, I'm liking it so far. Um, there is, a, you know, it's really cool sort of like exploring this planet and finding things. But I definitely found when I was getting ready to to leave the starter planet that sort of the traversal was getting a little much like... You know, okay. I know that there's this this thing that I need, and I gotta walk a long ways to get there, and then I get the stuff, and then I gotta walk, and I go back to my ship, and uh, you know, I don't know, that was getting a little bit old, so okay. uh, yeah. So if I may ask you a few questions, yes, because I'm super super interested about this game. Um, now my last question, I'm gonna tell you this one first, so you can think about it, let it percolate. Okay. Should and this is, I mean this in all seriousness. Is someone supposed to buy a PlayStation 4 for this game? That's my that's my last question. We can save it. So, okay. um, how is the sound design? Like, what is it? Does it sound cool and alien? And like, like, what do you think? Um, like, does it sound cool? I mean, you know what? Honestly, I I wasn't paying that much attention to the sound. There are some places where. Yeah, yeah, it sounds cool. But like I said, all it was on was the starter planet, and the music was pretty well, much the same throughout that well, entire but, thing. But to a degree, that's good, right? Like, if you didn't notice yeah. it, that means yeah. that it is good, you know? Like, it's natural. Yeah. Like, not yes. natural, but, like, it's natural. Like, it fits with the game. I like that. Yeah. So, so you have a spaceship, right? Yes, you have a spaceship, yes. So, so like, how, like... What kind of stuff can you do with the spaceship, like, right off the bat? Like, are, do you, are we talking, like, you can fly a little bit and you got some lasers and that's it? Or, like, like how cool is this spaceship? Like, is it cool uh, enough that, you, that it's not boring to spend a lot of time in said spaceship? Um, it's, uh, well, uh, right off the bat, you can't do anything until you fix your ship. And I only got to land on, like, one planet after my starter planet. It seems pretty basic like there are no like dog fights and stuff going on at least okay. that i've encountered at this point um you can fly over like just above the surface of a planet to get places faster uh which is pretty cool or you know you can fly at any any so level of the atmosphere. atmosphere you can fly in at atmosphere any level of that atmosphere um it has once you're in space it has like a like what do they call it in there it's uh, I think they call it a hyperdrive or something like that. But you know the whole uh, Star Wars thing that Han Solo does with the Millennium Falcon, when which I can't plaid. even. <clears throat> when you go right. to plaid and uh, spaceballs, right? Yes, yes, that. So you have that that you can do. But the the other interesting thing about the the spacecraft though is that it's it's realistic in terms of you have to keep things. Uh, charged and fueled and everything. So, like, I was trying to do that jump thing, and they're like, your thrusters don't have enough fuel. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I got to go find some more of that on the next planet. But 
The second planet that I've landed on, honestly, is not terribly different from the first. Like, they, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but the resources um, all sound the same. So, you know, there's, there's a rock that will give you iron. There's a plant that will give you zinc. And those things look exactly the same from the first planet to the second one. I don't know if that's on purpose so that you know that that's what you're getting. Um, or if it's something that's maybe not so cool. I don't know. I'll have to look more. So. Well, you'll find out as you play it. I presume you'll be yeah. reviewing this for Pixel Game. Actually, no. Eric Watson's going to review. Oh, it you got me. a, you got a, you got a minion. <laughs> minion. Yes. No, he actually. Uh, one, he said that did he, he wanted ask to review it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So yes, that's, that's the thing, Stephen. You have to remember. You got to ask a way in advance if you want to review. I don't something. have. A, I don't have a PlayStation Four. So what am I supposed to do? I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. PC. Gonna, I, PC I next Mac. week. I have a Mac. Oh, okay. All right. Um, don't I, I trust me? I I <laughs> got plenty. Of, I'm doing plenty of reviews for your website. Yes, yes. I got, so your question. My question. Yeah. And so the reason I ask some of these questions, right, about like the sound and you know how it yeah. feels, is that I imagine that there's going to be like two groups of people playing this, and then I think there's like a third one, which is people who let their kids play it mm. because it's like a sandbox. This feels yeah. very Minecraft to me, not in the minute-to-minute gameplay, but in the, yeah, just go do some stuff. Because it yeah. feels like a game where you can just go do some stuff, and it's generally benign, right? Like, yes. You know, so it's yeah. kind of, you know, so, so part of that is, like, one of the things that I've noticed kids bounce off of these games, these types of games, is, like, if, if it just doesn't feel right. Mm. And you would know, I mean, not that you're a kid. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that, but, you know, if it felt awkward, right? Like, if it didn't mm-hmm. feel at least somewhat intuitive or natural and you bounced mm-hmm. off of it, then I thought maybe kids would do the same. So mm-hmm. that's why I was asking that question. It sounds like it's reasonable to assume that kids that are into that whole, I just want to go do some stuff, mm-hmm. um, might be down with this. So the next question is, if I suspect that my kid might be down with this, but I do not own a PlayStation 4... Is this, uh, is it, in your very preliminary two and a half hour or, uh, old assessment, am I buying a PS4 for this game? Um, well, let me go back to something that you said before. So there's lots, there's things to do, but it's, it's a lot of collecting. Like there's not anything really to build. At least I haven't come across anything like that. So it differs from Minecraft specifically in that. So oh, sure. you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not constructing anything. So. Oh, absolutely. As, as far as it, you needing, that's this, well, at this point, I think that there are enough games out there that it, that buying a PS4 makes sense. This one by itself, eh. But at, that, at this point, though, too, you've got Uncharted 4, you've got Ratchet and Clank, you've got, um, you know, a few more big titles that will, I, you know, I absolutely worth agree. It. Oh, absolutely. I agree. PlayStation 4 is worth it. This one's is, is this enough to sell it by itself? And it sounds like I don't, probably I don't not. think so. Right. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's cool and, you know, it's the, obviously there's lots of possibilities. I haven't been able to play it enough to actually, oh, well, yeah. you know, cause I've seen two planets. Like I'm going to have to go to many more planets, uh, before I can objectively say whether it's, uh, yeah, good or bad, but this was yeah. intended to be a very preliminary, like, your gut reaction 
Because it's not very... I don't know that I'll ever, until I play it, um, yeah. be able to talk to someone who I know will be able to give me like their gut reaction just as they got started. Um, yeah. Now, with that said, when you are done with all that stuff, um, I would absolutely love to have you on my show so that we can okay. uh, have a, a, a deep dive, as it were, because I would love to talk about it. Um, yeah. Because I think it's um, super important. And then, you know, we could just re we could do that conversation here too, because I'm sure it'll come up as you play the game more. Um, yeah. But I am, the, what, what's fascinating about this game is like a victim of its own hype, right? Like there yeah. are people out there that, that literally believed that this game was going to be the next Mario Brothers. Like it was just yeah. going to change everything and that they were going to play this game and it was going to be like their new hobby. They weren't going to be a PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 gamer. They were going to be a No Man's Sky guy. Yeah. And, um, there is no way that a game's gonna live up to that. There's just, I, yeah. I don't know any game that could, maybe a Grand Theft Auto could, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. maybe Witcher, Witcher 4 could probably live up to that hype, you know? But like, mm-hmm. but this is like, though, but the, but those games can because those are proven developers mm-hmm. that have made baller games before. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, if it's just GTA 5 and more of it, then of course it'll be great. Or, you know, yeah. it's just, The Witcher is just more Witcher. That sounds great. But these these guys made Joe Danger. Right, yes. You know, I mean, I'm not uh, insulting them, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of the people are, you know, kind of people who don't know much about development behind the scenes. They're like, oh, my God, this game is so huge. You have all these billions of planets that you can go to. And, uh, and like, you know, Isaac and I, Isaac, my husband, we were talking about this last night, dinner before we downloaded it. And he's like, you know, this is all just an algorithm. You know, they've got a certain set of features. It's like ice planet, check. Uh, intelligent life, yes or no, check. You know, and like that's how these things are generated. It's not anything like super amazing. They just, you know, they're just put, checking off boxes. And that's how the planets are generated. So, yeah. It still sounds rad to me. I mean, the artwork yeah. looks really cool. I'm very interested in seeing... Just, I'm, well, I'm going to play it. I'm going to have it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, when I get a PS4, this will probably be one of the first games I buy. I really want to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. I think I would enjoy it. And I yeah, just think I was this, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the serenity of flying through space and just doing cool stuff might be a nice little palate cleanser for in between crazy, J, stupid JRPGs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, um, that's going to give you some some more fodder now that I said that. I hate Nintendo, and now I hate all JRPGs. So. I didn't say you hated them. Um, <laughs> I implied that you think they're stupid. And that's... <laughs> hate is a strong word. Oh, but, oh, it is. Well, then why do you use it for Nintendo? <laughs> because you hate Nintendo. I mean, I also have to be honest. But, I mean, this, that doesn't make it not a strong word. Okay. But all right, and there's gonna be a lot of wacky JRPGs um, because <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy uh, 15 is gonna sell a lot of copies the end of next month. By the way, did you know that yeah. it is next month? Yeah, like, lots of stuff happening next month. Bioshock like, Collection comes out next month too. Ooh, so how about this? Are you more excited for Bioshock Collection than I am for Final Fantasy 15? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, exactly I, I, on a scale of 1 to 10, how fangirl are you right now for Bioshock Collection? 
And it's eight. okay to say eleven. An eight. Okay. I'm eleven eight, yeah. for Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay. <laughs> because I have an irrat because I am completely irrational. I am super happy that that game is getting uh, re-released in HD. I've loved yeah. all the videos. I think this is, I mean, anybody listening, definitely not a kid's game. But right. like, you know what? I think anyone that wants to know about um, anyone, that, and, and this is if you are, even if you're not necessarily a game, like a hardcore gamer, mm. if you're a casual gamer, but you're really interested in atmospheric storytelling, I think Bioshock 1, at the very least, is mandatory reading. Like, you must mm. play that game. Um, I think it's important for filmmakers, honestly. Like, yeah. I think if you are a student of film, um, or a photographer, you know, someone that's like, cause visually, they told a story with moving pictures without, without a lot of dialogue. I mean, there was some, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, you, that you saw every, every scene that you stumbled across was a story. Mm-hmm. Some of them had audio logs. Many of them didn't. Many of them were like, wow, I wonder what the heck happened here. And yeah. they were all so meticulously designed that you could figure it out with like mm. little details and, um, you know, the littlest of details. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we're t- so well, I'm preaching to the choir to you. So, yeah. but like, this is one of those games, especially Bioshock one. We could have our discussions about Bioshock two or Bioshock infinite. I think those are more, a little bit more divisive, but I think mm. I've never finished it. Because I couldn't, it freaked me out so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I got about three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I got to the lab with the bees. Like I just got, lab I just got bees, oh, okay. and I got to the okay. lab. But then I yeah. watched. I I know the end. I know the the, the end, and I, I know all the stuff. So like, yeah, that first six hours. You know what I mean? Which is like, mm-hmm. you know, is frighteningly good. Um, yes. And so anybody that is a visual a student of visual media needs to play it. And I'm so excited yes. for you that you get to play it. I'm not even, and that's yeah. not even meant to be patronizing. I'm right now because it's so cool. Yeah. First Bioshock is my favorite game of all time without a question. Wow. I love that game so much. That's yeah. Some, that is high praise because I, you've played a lot of games being that you were a, a member of, of game press. Yes. And I, I yep. I'm down. I'm hundred yep. percent down. That game. I mean, it's so good. I couldn't finish it. It freaked me out too much. There were just um, something about I because it's not like it's just, there were the moments of tension. I mean, it was always tense mm-hmm. because it was always very claustrophobic, and they did yeah. that on purpose because you're mm-hmm. in a city made out of underwater tubes. Yeah, and the weight of the ocean is on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were and the, there were the moments of the tension where you're getting ready to attack a, a big brother. Mm-hmm. Right, like because they they ignore you unless you attack them, but you need big to get daddy, them you or mean. the big daddy. What did I, did I say? Yeah. Big brother, big daddy. You said whatever. big brother. Yeah. Uh, it's it's summertime. There's a TV show. I, I got it on the brain. So <laughs> big daddies, right? Like they don't attack you. They leave you alone unless you go yeah. after them for the most mm-hmm. part, right? And so yeah, like that moment of tension. I loved that, like laying the traps yeah. and figuring out. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up here and shoot you, and I'm gonna shoot lightning at the ground and. You're standing in a puddle, so ha ha yeah. ha! Like all those cool, like I love those moments, mm-hmm. but like the, the, just the every time I turned around a corner, like that tension of what what gross thing am I going to see next? It just made me super uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. and I admit that's 
I know that was one of the things that they were going for, right? Like, so yeah. mission accomplished. Game is great. You freaked me out. <laughs> mission accomplished. All you yeah. crazy guys. Yeah. Um, super. I mean, that's so cool. I mean, man, next month is getting, it, and then we're in, and next month that starts it. And then it's all downhill from there. We got, right. by, by, by the time you and I can catch our breath, it'll be yeah. Christmas. Yep. That is for sure. I've been trying to mentally prep myself. Once I get packs out of the way, then I got to prep myself for holiday stuff. So right when, now I'm just trying to do When packs, is packs? It is the last weekend in August. Whoa, it's like soon. It is soon. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Whoa. Seattle, let's see. September 2nd through the 5th. Okay, so it's so the first weekend in September. So that yeah. very next weekend is the Boston Festival of Independent Games. Mm. Um, I will be. Uh, I actually will not be there um, because my godson's first birthday is that weekend, mm. and I t- there's not many things that I'll miss work for, but that one's one of them. Um, yeah. But the weekend after that is the Connecticut Festival of Independent Games CTVIG, mm. um, which is a sister show, and I will be going to that. Um, playing a whole lot of wacky board games at. Um, cool. so, and then it's, and then what is it like a week after that is TGS? Wait, I mean, when is, um, when is, uh, Gamescom? That's next week, right? Yeah. Gamescom is next week. <laughs> but there's no, there's no press conferences. Well, they do have press conferences, but, um, there's typically not a ton of news that comes out of those. Sometimes games get announced like, um, Halo Wars 2 that my husband is working on. Disclaimer. My husband works for 343 Industries. Studio of Microsoft works on Halo specifically. He is on the Halo 2 team. Halo 2 Wars was uh, revealed at Gamescom. Yeah, but neither. I thought Microsoft and Sony both said they're not having press conferences at Gamescom this year. Yes, that is true. So So, there's no big press conferences. Maybe there'll be smaller ones from publishers, but. Yeah. That doesn't mean there won't be an announcement coming, though. It's still completely possible. But usually. Announcements don't come out of that. And uh, let's see. Announcements Gee. don't really happen at PAX either. Um, TGS sometimes uh, depends on the game. But I think basically uh, probably at least two-thirds of the stuff that's coming out this holiday we already know about. Yeah. So, yeah. we get, At some point, Nintendo has to pull the trigger and tell us about the NX though, right? Yeah. Like, for well, the love of God. At some yeah, point, your, Nintendo has to do it. Eurogamer was saying that that's happening next month as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. Those guys, they just just shut up and tell us about it already. Now we know what it is. <laughs> we know what it is now. It's been leaked. Yeah. So just shut up and do it. <laughs> just shut up, Reggie. Just do it. We know what it's going to be. Half of us are going to buy it no matter what it is. It could literally be a live pig with a Game Boy tape to it, and I would probably buy it. <laughs> That would get kind of expensive. Whatever. I'm a slave to Nintendo. What am I? What is Nintendo going to put out that I'm not going to buy? Nothing. I bought, I'm buying the NES Classic thing. They haven't put it up for pre-order yet. I'm buying. I gotta get one of those. When, hopefully that sells like twenty. That's going to sell my, my. I had my cousin from Gamespot on my podcast. He made a prediction. Shout out to Peter Brown on uh, PC Brown on Twitter. Don't search Peter Brown. There's fifty of them. Um, Almost literally. Um, he predicts that there will be more copies of the NES Classic Edition sold than we use. I think and that's that's probably think that a safe is, bet. That yeah. is 
And I hadn't thought about it that way, but I was like, oh my God, it's only 60 bucks, 30 games. And I know people that want to buy like three of them. Yeah. So that they don't have to take them places. So like they (laughs) want one. And I'm like, all right, that might be a little bit much, but like, you know, I could see my, I mean, we're only going to get one, but I could see some families getting two. That's crazy. And hopefully it'll sell a lot and they'll make an SNES classic. Now that'll be the bomb. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or other feedback, please send those to hello at pixelkin.org. We would love to hear from you. I am the managing editor of pixelkin.org. Pixelkin is a website for gamers with kids. We talk about all the cool games that you want to play, not with your kids around, and then some games that you play with your kids, and some games that your kids just play by themselves. You can get information on all of that at Pixelkin. You can find us on Facebook. We're simple, pic- simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven, as noted at the top of the show, is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, and they are everywhere. Steven, where's Engage Family Gaming? Well, quite literally, we are everywhere. Um, Engage <laughs> Family maybe not literally everywhere, but I threw that in there just to make you mad because you told right. me that it bothers you. Um, yes. Hashtag troll your boss. Um, that's, that's how it works. So, um, we're not literally everywhere. We are figuratively everywhere on the internet. So engage family gaming. We are a website that focuses on games that your kids can play with you and that your family can play together. Um, we are, you can search for us on every, basically this is the plan go to, go to your favorite social media outlet, search for engage family gaming. If we're there, like it, follow it, subscribe to it, et cetera. If we're not email me at editor at engagefamilygaming.com and tell me that there is a social media platform I'm not on and then I'll get there so that you can follow it, like it, subscribe to it, etc. Most importantly, head on over to engagefamilygaming.com slash community and join in the fun. Nicole has already done so. Linda has already done so. We're having some fun and we have some special announcements coming up at the beginning of September about the shape of that group that I think you people might be excited to hear about. So um, get in on the fun now before it gets crazy. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye, everybody.